It is time now for the 360 round. It's all about pot stocks, these cannabis stocks, right? We take a look at this group that has been beaten down in Tilray in particular. Joining us, Alan Brockstein is with us, managing partner, New Cannabis Ventures and principal 420 investor. And Het Shaw, managing director, price assessments, cannabis benchmarks. Thank you both for being with us. Alan, I'll start with you as we look at what's going on with the Tilray numbers. I mean, a bigger loss than expected, but at the same time, the CEO is out there touting how they've had 10 quarters of positive adjusted EBITDA. And, but the group overall, Tilray and the rest of them over the last six months have been beaten down. Your thoughts? Hey, it's great to be back. And uh, the last time I was here two months ago, I, I kind of said, stay away from these large Canadian LPs, and that would certainly include Tilray, which uh, is down about. You 25%. did say that. You're right. You did say that. I remember that. So, so look, you can have positive adjusted EBITDA, uh, but it's not that big of a number compared to their market cap. <clears throat> and uh, I have to say, it, it's a, a bit confusing to outsiders to look at Tilray right now because of the merger that took place earlier this year. But if you try to do an apples to apples comparison, the Canadian adult use cannabis market in the three months ending August 31st grew at about 47%. And Tilray's combined numbers, when you look at legacy Tilray, legacy Afria, and you look at their adult use numbers they just reported, fell 7%. But you know they're not the only ones. I don't wanna pick on Tilray, Aurora, and uh, Canopy Growth are in the exact same camp, which is they are losing share in the Canadian retail market, and they, they continue to have no viable entry into the United States. Right, and I've looked, I looked at all, I looked at so many. I looked at Canopy, Tilray, MJ, Cleverleaf, uh, Cureleaf, which seemed to be the best of the bunch. Um, Het, what's the big picture here? I know you're focusing on supply and demand and some of the trends that we're seeing from medical to recreational. At the same time, there seems to be a lot of articles that legislation and getting some move forward this year is out and that it's more like next year, summer or fall. Yeah, so I-, I oh, okay. This one's for Het. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, no problem. Um, no yeah, thanks for having me on the on the program, Nicole. Uh, yeah, so um, the Canadian markets—they've uh, been legalized for over or just about three years now. So we've seen a lot of change in the market since uh, legalization. October 17th kind of marks a three-year anniversary, and the market has progressed quite a bit. Um, but what we're seeing is uh, we're seeing kind of uh, the typical commodity cycle in cannabis as well. Um, at Cannabis Benchmarks, we look at cannabis from the, the lens of it as a commodity. And what we've seen over the last three years is a, a massive oversupply in the market. Um, oversupply in the sense of, uh, in terms of unpackaged production, we see about 120,000 kilograms produced every single month, while demand sticking, is sticking around that 30,000 kilograms a month. So there's a massive kind of mismatch between supply and demand. And that's what's hurting all these cannabis companies in specifically in, in Canada. Um, Tilray is okay. interesting. They're starting to kind of repackage themselves as a CPG company rather than a cultivation and distribution company just in Canada. Uh, they've made some acquisitions, uh, not only Africa, but outside of Canada with uh, um, the Sweetwater kind of in the craft beer market to have some entry into the US market when that does come about. 
and also yeah. Manitoba Harvest. So uh, I think they're moving in the right direction, kind of moving away from the cultivation side of the business and kind of um, refocusing on the distribution side of the business. Yeah, and I think you make a good point in showing how, you know, each one's a little different in what they do, right? Are you a grower, are you a distributor, are you, you know, producing this? Um, so, Alan, as we take a look at the big picture, you did say to stay away from some of those Canadian names. We're seeing a lot of folks buying up land, getting ready for the big boom. And you also mentioned the Afria merger and, you know, whether or not how beneficial is it really to Tilray? I mean, I think people are expecting some more consolidation. What trends do you think we might see here, Alan, going forward? What might be the best bet? So I continue to suggest taking a look at the leading U.S. Uh, uh, multi-state operators, uh, you can pick like 10, 15 that all have scale. Most of them are very profitable. Not the one Tilray's investing in, but that's a different story. Uh, and I, I think that uh, the one huge misconception is that betting on American cannabis means you're betting on legalization. And I want to turn that upside down. You're betting on a long drawn out process in that case, in, in which these 10 to 15 companies that have all achieved scale that are growing rapidly and, and mostly profitable will be able to continue to build their brands and uh, you know, fortify their balance sheets. Yeah. I'm so glad you were both here with us today to discuss. It's really a hot, hot sector. And, you know, people who have been investing over the last six months have seen their, you know, portfolios drop 30, 40, 50 percent. Thank you both. Good to see you. Het Shaw, Director of Price Assessments, Cannabis Benchmarks, and Alan Brockstein um, of New Cannabis Ventures and Principal at 420 Investor. Thank you.